Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. The thing we need to understand is that God wants you to be you. He doesn't want you to be a fake. He doesn't want you to imitate. He wants you to innovate you. He wants you to discover who you are and to bring your real self, who you are, to your world. Hi, this is Sean, and you're in the KLE podcast and Facebook group, uh, the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Facebook group. Great to be with you again. Just something that came to me uh, in the past um, few hours, I was thinking about this and uh, and I thought how we try and overlap our gift with other people's gift. We try and imitate other people's gifting. We try and uh, be somebody else's gift. We try and think we are better than their gift or that we need to be better than their gift or whatever that story is. And sometimes we think we inferior to each other's gift. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it tells us that God has appointed each person to their place in the body of Christ. Each person has their part to play. Nobody's superior and nobody's inferior. As we we discover, he says in the same chapter of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he talks about that, uh, you know, the ear cannot say to the eye, I don't need you, and the hand and the toe and the foot. And, you know, so in other words, you cannot say, because somebody's gift is different to yours, that they are inferior to you or superior to you. We should never feel inferior and we should never feel superior in the body of Christ. We bring our gifting. And the thing about it is every gifting comes differently. It comes in a different way. It is, it's administrated differently because God uses your personality. God uses your experience. God uses your way of delivering that. But we need to make room for each other's gifting. We need to understand what somebody's gifting is and make room for that gifting. Allow it to bring its part. There's not one gift because that becomes an ogre kind of, of situation where, you know, you've got one person, one dominant gift, and it's the only gift and everything has to. And that's where you get this, like, we are an apostolic church. Why? Because one person has got an apostolic gift and everybody then has to be apostolic. And that's not necessarily the case. So everybody's trying to imitate or fit into that apostolic kind of gifting. They're all trying to be that or prophetic, or pastoral, or whatever it is. And I'm using now the equipping gifts, but there are a number of other gifts, and specifically our inherent creative gifts that were given to us. In one Corinthians, I mean, Romans chapter 12, we see Paul's talking about this, and he says, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, not to think more highly of himself and of his importance and ability than he ought to think. Huh. Isn't that what we were just saying? Don't think superior, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has appointed to each a degree of faith and a purpose designed for for service. So we we our faith is at different levels. For some people, they have more faith to operate in that in their gift than others do. Now you understand there are different types of gifting. We, right now we're talking about 
charisma gifts. We're talking about that inherent grace gift that's given to everybody to fulfill their design or their purpose in the earth. Everybody has got a gift. Your biggest job is to find that gift. Your biggest discovery is not to imitate somebody else's gift, but to discover your own. I tried for years to be somebody else. I tried to talk like them, preach like them, dress like them. Uh, you know, I tried to be them. And it was religious, first of all. It was bondage to me. It was bondage to those around me. It was hard. I sweated at it. And I just never got any results in it. Besides the fact I was unhappy, I was trying always to be somebody else and never reaching the standard. In fact, you know, they weren't perfect, but I was trying to be them. And uh, here we go. We just struggle, struggle and struggle some more. But, you know, when I just discovered who I am and who how I bring and the gifting that I have and the way I bring it and who I am, you know what? It took a lot of pressure off. I just do what I do now and it's natural to me is you can't take a fish and, and you know, you've seen the, po the Facebook post, take a fish trying to climb a tree. The fish will never be good enough to climb the tree because a monkey climbs the tree, you know, but a fish is in a swimming, in a, in a swimming pool, put a monkey in the swimming pool. It can swim over the top, but it can't go down. It's going to drown. It doesn't fit. And so, you know, we need to understand that where we fit, who we are, what we natural, what comes natural to us, you don't, you don't have to teach a fish to swim. You don't have to teach, teach a bird to fly. You don't have to teach a monkey to climb. They just do it naturally. They just do that. Uh, they they born with that in, innate ability, and their parents just help them grow into that place. The same with your ability, your gifting, your capacity to fulfill the purpose design that you have for the earth. So verse 4 says then, for just as in one physical body we have many parts and these parts do not all have the same function or special use so we verse 5 who are many are nevertheless just one body so we have many parts and these parts do not all have the same function or use special use you know it's like every part of the body has its part but if it doesn't function the rest of the body suffers interesting interesting but yet in the body of Christ, we feel like, you know, there is this one special gift and everything else is, is a lesser. And it's not like that. Everybody has to bring their part and everybody has to respect each other's part. So verse 5 says, so we who are many are nevertheless just one body in Christ. And individually, we are parts one of another, mutually dependent on each other. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. So we are dependent. I need your gift. You need mine. You've got to allow me grace to step up and be my gift when it's when it's my time or, my, you know, when my gift is needed. And it's it's good to allow you to step up in your place, in your time, when your gift is needed. We need some discernment. We need to grow up a little bit so we can discern when each other's gifts are needed. Because some people are good at some things and other people's aren't. Other people aren't. It's not a, you know, we, we, um, I remember there was an incident in a in a church where a guy came in and uh, totally threatened by me. And what he did was, you know, he now wanted to appoint somebody as an apostle. And he said, you are the apostle in, and you are. And this guy 
was not an apostle. It's not his gifting, but as something like some kind of superior gifting that's going to be bigger than the others, you know, so he can be the boss because he's now the apostle. So if, if I appoint him as the apostle, then he's the boss and I don't have to feel insecure. And I'm going, this is ridiculous, you know, because it's not about who is an apostle, who isn't, even if you are, it's, it's fine. You know, I don't mind because your apostolic gift will be necessary at the right time. But it doesn't mean it's the overall presiding only gift there is, that everybody else has to bow. There's no superiority. We are mutually dependent on each other. You need me as much as I need you. And that's all there is to it. You know, there's no boss in this thing where one is greater than the other. So verse 6 says, since, there, since we have gifts that differ, or this is charismas, okay? This is not is not Ephesians chapter 4 giftings of for equipping of the saints, which is the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. This is not that gifting. This is gifts that, um, talking about charisma, this innate, innate ability, capacity, um, endowed gifting that God has given to every single one of us to fulfill our purpose in the earth. Everyone is born with this. Some just discover it, some don't. Most don't. Most never take the time to discover it and to live it out. So we have gifts that differ according to the grace. Listen to this, given to us. That's why it's called charisma. Char charis is grace. Uh, ma is gifting. Charisma, grace gifting. So according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them accordingly. According to what? According to the grace given to us. If someone has the gift of prophecy, and now this is not yay, yay, thus saith the Lord prophecy. This is the ability to discern the will and purpose of God, okay, and communicate it. So if someone has the gift of prophecy, have you seen people that can, I don't want to <laughs> deliberate too much on the gifts, but, you know, is that when somebody steps into and they can discern the atmosphere, they discern the culture, they discern what's going on. It's an incredible gift. They can just pick up what's happening and they can begin to communicate and interpret that, um, well, interpret it and communicate what's going on in that situation. And people, oh, wow, we didn't know that. And so that, and these gifts operate not just in church, you understand, not just in a meeting, a church meeting when, you know, the organ is playing or the worship team are playing and, and you know, everybody's praying in tongues. You know, it's, it's not just for that. This happens in business. This happens in the marketplace. You can, if you're a nurse, you could walk in and discern things. You can, you know, if you're a doctor, if you're a surgeon, if you're a businessman, a banker, it doesn't matter where you are, a teacher, you know, what is going on, you can discern and what the will of God and the purpose of God in the midst of that or what's going on in that situation. You can see into, that's what it means. And so um, it says, if someone has the gift of prophecy, let him speak a new message from God to his people or let him communicate what he's seeing or who she's seeing to the people of God in proportion to the faith possessed. So again, this is from the Amplified Version. Some of it is like too amplified for me, but all right. So in proportion, you will do this into the measure of faith that you have to exercise that gift where you are, whatever you're doing. 
So you, you want to grow in that, you grow in your faith in that, you begin to exercise it more, you grow more in faith. All of the other gifts are exactly the same in proportion to your faith. It doesn't say that like that, but it's implied in the Greek. So um, verse 7 says, if service in the act of serving. In other words, serve in proportion to, the, to your faith in the act of your serving. Serve in the act of your serving. And that word serving there is not slave, it's attending, all right, attending to people. And so it's like a nurse would be attending to people, people that you could be visiting somebody, you know, you love doing hospital visitations or visiting old people in homes or caring, being a carer or whatever the story is, you know, that that could be acts of serving. Uh, he who teaches in the act of teaching, same thing, in proportion to your faith, if you teach, then teach. If you're a teacher, if your gifting is teaching, teach, then teaching, and it could be presentations, it could be clarifying things, it could be in so many areas. You see, people can communicate technical things. These giftings, as I said, don't just operate in the church. And then verse 8, or he who encourages in the act of encouragement, he who gives with generosity, and he who leads with diligence, this is governance. This is pilotage or governance. It's not being a leader like we understand. That's that if you have a, a governing role um, and a governing gift, then you need to diligently apply your governing gift. And he who sows mercy in caring for others, doing it with cheerfulness according to the proportion of your faith. So one, the thing that I really want you to see is that, that these are gifts you... Everybody has one or two of these. You know, you, 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 everybody can relate to one of those somewhere along the line. This is what I do. This is natural to me. I encourage people. I, I, I'm a generous person. I love giving. Or I, you know, I have a government. I'm a good organizer. That's really what leading is in this sense, is I'm an organizer. I, I can set the pace in things. I, you know, that's what I do. I'm an innovator. I, 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 I do it and do it with diligence. Don't be slack at it. Be diligent in it. And if you care for others by showing mercy, do it cheerfully. Don't walk around with a with a with an old sour face, you know, it's like, do you understand that I have to, I'm I'm just a mercy. I just care for people. He's like, oh please, you know, then you are missing and not aligning with your purpose. Do it with cheerfulness. Do it with cheerfulness. So he's telling you what the gift is and how you are to do it by faith. And you grow in cheerfulness. You grow in encouragement, in encouraging in, with encouragement. You grow in generosity. You grow in diligence. You grow in, in uh, communicating your discernment of what's going on. You grow in your in your teaching ability. You grow in these things, in your in your ability to serve others. You grow in that. So uh, you know, it's like, but the thing about it is that doesn't make somebody bigger and better than anybody else. We just got to make room for each other. So, you know, I tend to, because I'm a, you know, I teach <laughs> obviously, um, and I share in other areas as well, etc. But, you know, the thing about it is, is, that, you know, there's other gifts that manifest with me, but I love teaching. I love clarifying things. So, but because my faith is developed in that, matured in that over time, it's easy for me to like not give place to others because you know it's like I'm, I'm my faith is stronger in this area. 
but I've had to learn to listen to others and go, okay, they are developing, but their gifting is necessary. But at the same time, others have got to be able to say, I'm not intimidated because here is a strong, mature, uh, in faith gifting that this gifting, the strong, mature gifters, gifters, <laughs> gifted people need to understand that they've got to give room to those that are not as mature in their faith, in their gifting. But at the same time, those that are not fully mature must not feel threatened or insecure about their gifting. Give room to those that can bring their gifting. Because if we do and we don't threaten each other, I'm not trying to replace you. I can't. I'm not trying to be better than you because I'm not. It's by grace. But grace means I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. It was by God. And therefore, I'm not better than you. I can't be better than you. I just have to bring what I can bring. That's it. And I might be much more mature in it than, than you right now. But that doesn't make me better than you. It just makes me maturer in, in, in development. It's like a big brother and a little brother. You know, big brother can ride a bicycle. Little brother has to ride a tricycle. But, you know, big brother has to... Give space to little brother to pull his tricycle in as well. I mean, that's just simply how it is. And But we mustn't feel threatened by each other. It's when, when big gifts, you know, or mature gifts, let's say this, not big gifts, mature, mature giftings um, come in and they want to be the boss because they are now a big gift, They, you know, a, or a mature gift, again, wrong, wrong terminology. They are um, a mature gift. They feel like they are the boss. They are the ones that can take over others, you know, and uh, impose themselves on others. They are the more superior. They're not. Sit down, shut up. At that point in time, as soon as you have that kind of attitude, you need to keep quiet, sit down, and, um, and you know, You've got nothing to say, actually, at that point in time. You may have a lot to say, but you don't. You shouldn't say anything because you're disrespectful of the body of Christ. You're disrespectful of the grace. You're disrespectful of people's purpose. You're disrespectful of, uh, you're thinking more highly of yourself, of your importance and ability than you ought to think. That's really what it is. So we've got to give room for each other. We mustn't feel superior and others mustn't feel inferior. One mustn't feel... Um, more, uh, you know, that threatened and, and somebody mustn't feel like they need to threaten. <laughs> so let's get the balance right in the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Give room to each other. Oh gosh, if I can only get see more people do this, you know, it's just like, don't feel threatened because somebody has a mature, a maturity in their gift. And please don't feel superior because somebody um, is not that mature in their gift. Give them room to develop their gift as well. Everybody has their place. But if somebody is a teacher, let them teach. If somebody is a server, let them serve. Don't try and take their place. If somebody has that uh, prophetic ability to see into, give them their place. Don't teach when it's time for prophecy. And don't prophesy when it's time to teach. When it's encouragement time, let them encourage. Don't try and teach in the encouragement time. Everybody has their place. Everybody has their place. You understand? So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Hey, thanks for being with me again. Until next time, this is Sean saying God bless you and have a great week.